During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That it was all started by a mouse. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. <laughs> here and you're watching Disney Channel. Nice. Hey guys, it's Kathy from Started with a Mouse podcast. You're going to be listening to John and I here in just a short minute. I just wanted to give you a heads up first that the end of this episode, we will be doing a review of Dumbo the Elephant, the movie that just came out. So if you have not seen it yet and you plan on seeing it, please do not listen after um, we give our last bit of Disney Channel original movies, just because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Again, we will be doing a review of the new live Dumbo the movie at the end of this episode. So if you do not want it spoiled, do not listen to it. Thanks, guys. Oh, hey, guys. It's us again. I'm exhausted. This is our third day in a row of recording. <laughs> you having, guys better love us for this. I'm having a blast. Blast is blast. I could do this. It's a full-time job. A, I had a Disney day today at work. I walked over 25,000 steps. <laughs> so I'm a little tired. John CPCP today. Okay. So um, we're just going to continue on with our favorite Disney Channel original movies. There, I think I have three left. Do you have any at all? John has none as he's eating his protein bar. I'm hungry. My dinner wasn't good enough. That is wasn't enough. <laughs> okay, we're on a diet. That's that's why he's not fulfilled with his dinner. I want a blizzard. No. Not happening. Alright, so my um, next one is going to be Halloween Town. Of course. Being um, normal is vastly overrated. Okay. Um, <laughs> this plot is very long. And, okay. The film begins with 13-year-old Marnie Piper. I hate her. <coughs> As you have said multiple times during this show. And her mother, Gwen. Arguing over why she and her younger siblings, 12-year-old Dylan and 7-year-old Sophie, can never go out for Halloween. And why Marnie cannot go to a costume party. Her mother offers no clear explanation. Gwen's mother, Aggie, who is an expert witch, shows up for her annual Halloween visit. The children are happier to see Aggie than Gwen is, as Aggie openly encourages the children to get more involved in Halloween. Unknown to Mari, 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 you are not the father. <laughs> Unknown to Marnie, Aggie is intent on training Marnie as a witch. Before heading home, Aggie reads the children a bedtime story called Halloween Town, a mystical place where witches, vampires, and monsters of all sorts live in peace. Sophie points out a drawing of a witch in the book that resembles Marnie. Aggie does nothing to stop Marnie from imagining such a thing. Gwen and Aggie then get into an argument. Gwen insists Marnie will be raised as a normal person and not a witch. 
Aggie says she disagrees, but actually she is there for another reason. People have suddenly started mysteriously disappearing in her hometown. Gwen thinks they just moved, but Aggie says it's not that simple. Aggie desperately asks for Gwen's help, but Gwen declines. Marnie overhears the argument. When Aggie leaves to return home, Marnie and Dylan follow her. They see Aggie getting onto a magical bus and sneak onto it through the back door. When they arrive in Halloween Town, Aggie does not see Marnie and Dylan getting off the bus, and the children lose sight of her. At the same time, Marnie and Dylan realize Sophie snuck in onto the bus. Uh oh. Spaghettios. They. <coughs> it was Spaghettios. <laughs> <laughs> that, that story is never being told, ever. Oh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they begin looking for Aggie and her approach. <laughs> I can't even know. <laughs> And, and on to the movie review. No. <laughs> and are approached by Calabar, the mayor of Halloween Town. He whistles for a cab, and when it comes near, the license please said freshen it at dice mirror. You can tell folks we were on running about four hours of sleep over the past like two days. Yeah. Each yeah, four hours each night, I guess. I wouldn't even give us four hours the first night. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> He whistles for a cab which is dri- driven by Benny, a skeleton with a bad sense of humor. The children find their grandmother's home, and against her better judgment, Aggie decides not to take them home immediately. She says she will start Marnie's witch training, but has to take care of the bad thing first. She shows her grandchildren what she is talking about. In her cauldron, a vision of a hooded demon appears, laughing manically. Maniacally. <laughs> I'm assuming it sounds like that. She says she must activate Merlin's talisman with a spell and potion to defeat the demon. In town, the family is introduced to Luke, a goblin who was made handsome by a shadow demon. He makes a clumsy pass at at Marnie, which she turns down on the spot. Gwen arrives in Halloween Town with plans to bring her children home, much to Marnie's objections. I can't read tonight. Um, Gwen cannot find another bus back to the mortal world and decides to see if the mayor can do anything to help. She is shocked to see that the mayor is Calabar, an ex-boyfriend of hers. Calabar briefly leaves to handle another problem. Gwen and her children see Aggie walking somewhere with Luke. Sensing Aggie might be in trouble, they follow Aggie and Luke to an abandoned movie theater. Aggie meets the hooded demon in the theater where Halloween Town citizens have been frozen in time. Aggie declines to give the talisman to the demon. Gwen and the children enter the theater as Luke rushes out in fear. The demon freezes Gwen and Aggie. The children escape and obtain the necessary ingredients, the hair of a werewolf, the sweat of a ghost, and a vampire's fang to make the talisman regain its power. They then realize, wait, yeah, they then realize they must install the talisman in the large jack-o'-lantern in the center of town. Sorry. I had to cough. <laughs> I don't know if my mic picked that up or not. I don't think so. <laughs> Talk about a good soundboard. I know, right? <laughs> when they arrive to install it, the demon suddenly appears and reveals himself to be Calabar. He starts t- talking to the townspeople and tries to persuade them to join him and take over the mortal world. With the help of Luke, Marnie slips past Calabar long enough to climb up onto the jack-o'-lantern and try to place the talisman inside. Calabar, noticing her, freezes her. As she is about to pass out, Marnie drops the talisman inside the jack-o'-lantern, which causes it to illuminate. This unfreezes herself and everyone trapped inside the theater, as well as several, I'm sorry, I'm sorry severely weakens Calabar. 
Gwen, Aggie, and the children com- confront Calabar and use their combined powers to defeat him. The film ends with the family getting onto the bus and blasting off to the mor- mortal world. Now, how many sequels did they do to this? What was it, two or three? I mean, I know there's Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town High. Isn't yeah, that one of them? Yeah, I think that was one of them, too. There might be three after the original Halloween Town. Or is it like Halloween Town? Calabar's Revenge is one of them. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think there's three. Okay. I just wondered. I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen those movies, so. Yeah. That's just always been one of my favorites, just because I love Halloween. Everything about Halloween, and I really want to go to Halloween Town. No, what you really want to go to is your favorite thing at Disney. I have a lot of favorite things at Disney. Mickey's not so scary. Oh, yeah. It's not so very scary. <laughs> Boo to you and you and you and you. Happy Halloween. For you folks that uh, don't know that uh, that might be part of our Disney moon as well. Um, we're working on maybe trying to get to go to the Halloween party and the Christmas party all <laughs> in one trip. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> and don't threaten me with a water park. You're so weird. Talk, talk as I look for my ne- my uh, my next victim. Words, sentences, commas, really? semicolons. Really? Okay, here's another one. Do you remember this one, John? It was called Get a Clue. Yeah, I think so. With Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, sure. Okay. Lexi Gold lives amongst the wealthy and elite of Manhattan, New York. Clad in Prada, she prides herself on her ability to get the scoop and serve it up in her school's newspaper gossip column. She competes for statues. Statues? Wow, Kathy. It's, it's, Is it like for Emmys? It's status. Is it for Emmys? <laughs> no. Like Grammys? <laughs> she Little com- Grammys? <laughs> she competes for status on the newspaper with middle class Jack Downey. She competes for statues! The editor? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the editor who has a crush on Lexi as shown throughout the whole movie. When a photograph Lexi has taken of her teacher, Mr. Orlando Walker, is published in the city's daily paper, he goes missing and his car is found in the East River. <gasps> bum, bum, bum! With the help from Lexi's best friend, Jen, and one of her schoolmates, Gabe, Lexi and Jack set out to solve the mystery behind the disappearance. Their teacher, Miss Gertrude Dawson becomes involved as she and Mr. Walker were having an affair. Jack receives a message from Mr. Walker about a scholarship. Lexi and Jack search his old apartment, where they run into Detective Charles Meany. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need sound effects. Who is searching for Mr. Walker. Dun, dun, dun! Jen and Gabe watch Miss Dawson. Uh, Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Jen and Gabe watch Miss Dawson at Gabe's house with a video camera to keep an eye on her. Lexi dun, dun, dun. Not after every sentence. <laughs> um, Lexi and Jack later meet Mrs. Petrosian, uh, who is Mr. Walker's mother, at her house. They discover that Mr. Walker changed his identity after being accused of stealing 10 mil... Oh, that's not 10,000. That's 10 million dollars. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, that's enough. Mr. Walker later receives a letter from the real person who stole the money, framing Mr. Walker. The group and Mr. Walker meet at a hotel to pretend to receive the money. Miss Dawson shows up at the hotel and is taken hostage by the real thief. Lexi and Jack search the halls for the man 
who was revealed to be Detective Meany, whose real name is Falco Granville, Mr. Walker's boss when he worked at a bank in Arizona. Dun, dun, dun. And the man who had framed Mr. Walker for the money theft. The team caught up with him and he is later arrested. It's later revealed Mr. Walker's mother found a brooch worth... Is it a brooch? Brooch, yeah, sure. You're welcome. That's not how you spell brooch or Wikipedia. Okay. Worth money at Falco's office by chance and decided to keep it. Falco blamed Walker. After Walker is pronounced a free man at last, he later asks Miss Dawson to marry him. At the end, it shows the wedding with Jack, Lexi, Jen, and Gabe. Jack and Lexi share a moment between themselves before the four teens walk down the street talking about going bowling. Aww. It was a very short film, but I thought it was really good. Okay. To be I, I really don't remember that one at mm-hmm. all. Oh. I'm not going to like give the plot about this one because there is no plot on Wikipedia, but it's called Gotta Kick It Up. I remember that one, I think. America Ferreira from uh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was in that one. Um, it was about these like Latina girls who are cheerleaders. I don't remember the exact plot of it, but <laughs> I was watching, I was, I'm sorry, I was listening to Jane the Virgin today and they started saying this, uh, this phrase that I remember them saying on that show. Do you remember what it was? Si se vuele, si se vuele, si se vuele. Do you remember that one? Nope, I don't remember that movie at all. That's ex- like that's the only thing I remember from that movie. They're <laughs> like, si se vuele, si se vuele. <laughs> I love you. Anyway. Okay, 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 okay. This is Kathy's last movie now, folks. After this, we will be heading to the Dumbo review. Now, if you don't want to hear about the new Dumbo movie, this is where you probably need to stop. No, you have to listen okay, to my well last. Okay, listen to the last little part, and well, and we're going to talk about our sweepstakes that we may have confused some people on. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. No, oh, excuse me. I will tell you guys when to stop the podcast. Okay. For the Dumbo review. So the last one that I have, this is going to be a long one, but it's the Cheetah Girls. I literally remember being like twelve years old and having a pool party at one of my friend's house. Just to watch the Cheetah Girls, but I think it was like Cheetah Girls <laughs> 2. <laughs> Wait, you and your guy friends watch the Cheetah Girls? <laughs> that makes it that much better. <laughs> Only God can judge us, Kathy. Was it Paul? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I'm done. My Only God can judge us. My favorite part from any Cheetah Girls movie was the sec was the second one where they went to Spain. Where Raven I don't really remember the movies all that well. Where Raven was like, Oh, we in Barcelona. Do you remember that one? Nope. My levels just skyrocketed. Yeah, didn't your they? levels really went up high on that one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is my last movie um, plot, and this is the Cheetah Girls. Four teen girls in Manhattan, Galleria. Chanel, Dorinda, and Aqua performed at a children's birthday party as the Cheetah Girls. During the performance, several mistakes occur, including stumbles from Aqua and Dorinda. While they feel a bit discouraged, Galleria is there to provide encouragement and remind the girls of their dreams of stardom. After the performance, Chanel rushes home to tell her mother about the show, but her mother is too busy preparing for a date with her new Parisian boyfriend to pay attention. Galleria comes home to to her parents who chastise her for not taking phone messages for her mother um, or walking their Bichon Freeze dog. Toto. (laughs) Shocker, the name is Toto. 
While it is clear that Galleria's parents are supportive, they also wish that Galleria was more focused. Meanwhile, Dorinda must hurry off to her job, which is revealed to be a janitorial work at a community center. The Cheetah Girls School, where they hope to become the first freshman to win the talent show in the school's history. After a successful audition for the talent show, a famous alumnus of the school, Jack L. Johnson, Jack Johnson, <laughs> nothing, okay, expresses interest in <laughs> signing the Cheetah Girls to his record label. In front of the rest of the girls, Galleria introduces herself as the founder and songwriter of the Cheetah Girls, which is not appreciated by the group's other members. Why would she do that? While Galleria's mother, Dorothy, Dor- or just going to call her Dorothy, is initially hesitant to let the Cheetah Girls pursue the opportunity with Jackal. She eventually allows the girls to have a meeting after being encouraged by Galleria's father. The meeting is a success, and despite some ongoing concerns from Dorothy, the girls begin to prepare to record their first song. The success leads to arrogance from Galleria, who begins to exhibit some troubling behaviors. Some suggest that the Cheetah Girls are ready, already too good to make time for the talent show without asking the group's other members for opinions, and she criticizes Dorinda for repeatedly wearing the same doll clothing. Aqua encourages Chanel, Galleria's oldest friend, to speak to Galleria before things get worse. My head hurts. Because <clears throat> there's so many names? Yeah. Yeah, mine too. Um, meanwhile, Dorinda has the opportunity to work a dance audition at the center where she is employed. Surprisingly, she is offered a play- paying role because of her work, but taking on the role would require her to leave the Cheetah Girls. Later, Chanel becomes distressed after overhearing a voicemail suggesting that her mother was planning to sell their New York apartment to move to Paris with her boyfriend. Feeling neglected, Chanel takes advantage of her of having her mother's credit card to go on a shopping spree. In an act of kindness, Chanel purchases a cheetah jacket for Dorinda. This leads to the discovery that Dorinda is not as wealthy as she pretended to be. Instead of being a tenant at a nice apartment with a doorman, she is a poor foster child who lives in a ten-child household with a mother whose husband is a superintendent for the building. Chanel assures Dorinda that she is a cheetah girl for life because of who she is on the inside despite of her monetary troubles. At the next meeting between the Cheetah Girls and Jackal Johnson, Jackal reveals that a marketing team has developed a new image for the group that will require them to wear masks and lip sync. Galleria is devastated by this and declares that the Cheetah Girls refuse the offer, but the other girls stay behind due to their frustrations with Galleria's increasingly bad attitude. Galleria leaves under the impression that the other Cheetah Girls have taken the deal. Things got worse. <clears throat> Things get worse for Chanel when she arrives home and learns that her mother's credit card has been declined and that, therefore, her mother knows about the shopping spree. However, Chanel breaks down after thinking about how grateful she is for her mother given Dorinda's current status as a foster child, and Chanel's mother agrees to make more time for her daughter. When things are at their worst among the f- amongst the four friends, Galleria's dog Toto falls into an obstruction on the Manhattan streets. This attracts a great deal of attention, including a live news story, which alerts all four Cheetah Girls members about what is going on and causes them to come to Toto's rescue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the dog is in distress, and that's what causes the friends to come together. this together to save Toto. He's the dog, and he's my little puppy. That was good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry if I just broke anybody's eardrum with that <laughs> lovely rendition of that song. 
<laughs> Ultimately, only their singing can calm Toto down and allow for his safe removal well, from the obstruction. How terrible is the end of this movie? My right? God. Did they, like, lose, like, did they run out of money? I'm and guessing. this is what they had to do? Oh, it's my like, God. It's like, oh, God, we overwent our budget by $3 million. This oh, is horrible. Dogs gotta save it. This is horrible. <laughs> okay. Um, this act of bonding ultimately causes the girls to repair their friendship, and they go on to sing a new song on the news for all of New York to see. Jackal Johnson immediately regrets trying to change the Cheetah Girls after seeing how talented and appreciated they are. But the Cheetah Girls refuse an offer with him in a surprise twist because the director of the talent show has also come to check on Toto. Toto. The Cheetah Girls end up winning the talent show and the girls renew all their commitment renew their commitment to achieving their dreams and maintaining their friendship. It doesn't even... That was terrible. <laughs> was it really that bad when I watched it as a kid? <laughs> it was a really good movie, but I don't remember that last part. I don't even see a budget on here. Wow. <clears throat> All right. Wowza. So we have a little bit of clearing up to do yes. uh, from our last episode. Uh, we talked about the uh, candle giveaway, which we are still doing. Yeah, okay. So the question was not phrased right. <laughs> yeah, so the reason why we come up with this was just spur of the moment. We didn't even talk about it before not the podcast, really, like, at happened. all. I mean, we had talked about doing, like, a giveaway soon, but not this soon, and it, it was completely out of the blue. The question has nothing to do with anything Disney-related. John was talking about one of his favorite Disney Channel original movies, which was My Date with the President's Daughter. My Date with the President's Daughter! <laughs> and I, being as delirious as I am, asked <laughs> how many pres- how many sons... How many presidents <laughs> had sons while in the White House? Yes. I so, got you. Okay. Over here, boo-boo. So let's just rephrase this one more time. Just bear with me here. The question is, from the very first president until our current president, Donald Trump, right now. Yeah, we are including him. How many sons combined did all the presidents have? That is the question. That is the question. Repeat it one more time. All of the presidents, from the first president until our current president, Donald Trump, how many sons combined have all the presidents have? And go ahead. This includes stepchildren, everything. And go ahead and give out the tags. The te- okay, so this is what you have to do. The first person on either Gmail. Do you want to do first person or do you want to do like... Okay, no, no. Let's not do first person. We'll do a name like a... Uh, we'll uh, there's like a... There's an app I've seen where yes. you can put like everybody's name on a wheel yes. and it'll spin and it'll... Okay, so what you're going to do is you're either going to want to comment on the post that we're going to post on Facebook about this, on the post on Instagram, or you're going to want to email us. So the email, if you do not have social media platforms, I don't know who you are. <laughs> um, I know how you is, Graham. <laughs> um, it's started with a mouse podcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram tag is started with a mouse underscore podcast. And the Facebook group is started with a mouse podcast. You just search in Facebook and invite yourself to the group. We actually had somebody today join. Yeah, it was a girl I actually used to work with. Yep. I don't know if she's into Disney, but hey, hey welcome. M- welcome to the group. I think Alyssa. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Alyssa. Um, and everything that we said in the last episode is now canceled out. The We're going to take everybody's answers. Yes. And whoever gets it right... We're going to put you in the contest. Yes. And you then, have to get the answer right. So yes. don't just think that you're going to throw a random number out there. And, and you're gonna only one entry a person. Yes. One, one entry. entry per person. So if you guess 
35. And that's not the answer. That's your answer. That's all you get. Yes. You get one shot at it. Yes. And don't be coming with multiple emails at us. Don't no. do that. No. 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 With you with these multiple uh, uh, social e- media accounts to no. get your candles. Email addresses. No. I see you. I see you. Okay. So, yeah. We're going to do that. And we will. Okay. So, the uh, candle company that we're using, what is it called? Magic Candle Company. So, if you want to go on there and just kind of look My around. My personal favorite is Pirate's Life. My personal favorite is Walt's Office. But if you want to look around, you will get to choose your scent. Now, it is the standard candle size. We're not going to go any bigger. We're not going to do, like, the like, wax melts or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're literally looking at, like, I think it's, like, a $15 candle. It's, like, between 12 and 15 bucks. Yeah, it's just the standard candle. So, But you get to pick your scent if you win. And also, if you want to pick something else besides, like, the $15 candle, if you want, like, the car scent, which is a little bit cheaper, you can do that. But we're not going above, like, $15 for this. Yeah. This is our first one. We're going to test it out and see, you know, what happens. All right. So, like we said, this is the contest rules for this. Now, if you want to go see Dumbo and you don't want it spoiled, this is where you stop the podcast. Yeah. Do not listen past this point. Warning. 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 (laughs) That sounded like the purge. Mm, that's what I was going Stop. <laughs> this is not a scary podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you do not want to know about the new live Dumbo, do not listen. Turn it off right now. We permit you to turn it off at this point. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> John and I and our friends Derek and Abby went to see the new live Dumbo on Friday, Friday night. night. Yep. It was pretty awesome. Um, what movie were you watching? Really? I didn't. Me. Okay. So I'm just. Uh, we watched the original Dumbo the night before. Which was a terrible idea. I don't think it was a terrible idea. I, I don't. I th- really think it was. I think you just are very opinionated. I just did. Me. That's all I got. To, to each their own. Anyway, um, some notes that I took from the original um, versus the live action. This is, I'm just going to compare the two. Um, at the very beginning of the original one, there was a stork that came and leaved, ba- leaved babies. Leaves babies. They, the storks left baby animals for all of the animals except for the elephant. And then the elephant was the last one to get Dumbo. Well, I'm sorry, Jumbo. Do you remember that in the yes, original? Yes, yes, The new one was not like that at all. No. It was the mother was pregnant. Mama Jumbo was pregnant, and she had Jumbo or Dumbo, whatever you want to call him. Um, none of the other animals had babies. Nope. Um, so that was just a, a, the first difference that I really noticed. Um the way to the circus, the train, the, the train that chugs, and it was like, I think I can, I think I can. Yeah, that the scene <laughs> doesn't happen. And then whenever it went downhill, it was like, I thought I could, I thought I could. <laughs> like, it didn't do that. Nope. But there was the scene with the train. Yeah. So there, that was it, similar. It had the smile like it did. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, in the first one. Yeah, it was definitely uh, similar. Um, like I said, the mother actually named him Jumbo Jr., but... After one of the acts that he did, the J got flipped or something, and it looked like Dumbo. Yeah, what it was was they bring him out in, like, a little cart, and it says, Our Baby Jumbo, or Our 
something like that. Yeah. And it ends up turning into Dumbo. Yeah. Like the letters and get And then twist. once somebody in like the crowd's like, oh, look, it's Dumbo. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Oh, from the original one. The mouse, the little mouse. What was the mouse's name? He gone. What was the mouse's name? I'll look at it. Um, he scared the other elephants after Dumbo's mom was put into solitary confinement. That really didn't happen on this one either. They didn't cage the um. The, the only mouse, time you mice. see the mouse is like at the very beginning of the movie, and that was it. Yeah, but then they freed the mice. Like, yeah, they like let him go. Yeah, and that's the last you see of him. That was pretty much it. His name is Timothy Q. Mouse. Timothy Q. Mouse. Um, and then there was another part where the mouse puts a bug in the ringleader's ear to use Dumbo in the opening act. Yeah, it didn't happen. That didn't happen. How? I don't even know how. Dumbo was put into the circus because the kids saw him fly. Okay. And they finally convinced their dad to come like watch Dumbo fly. Okay. Um and then after he screwed up the opening act or whatever, they make him a clown. Which he flies. Yes. For the first time in this movie. Um I think that was I mean that was pretty similar though between the two movies. The only thing I didn't like with the second one is, is he's like flying the entire movie. Like I I've always thought that Dumbo was kind of like a triumph story where, you know, like he's getting bullied his whole life and then he can, he like kind of saves the circus because he's able to fly. Yeah, but I, I liked that he flew most of it. I mean, it, it's different different strokes for different folks. Yeah, no, it is. Um, the, uh, the other thing that I did notice was that Dumbo drank champagne water yeah. in the first one and he got drunk. There was a scene in the second one yes. where they were acting like it was going to happen, but it never happened. Like the fireman came up and was like, oh, Dumbo's going to make us all this money. And oh, then, yeah. Like the guy was like, Danny DeVito was like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, those were just some of the comparisons I had, but all in all, um, it was very different. So the first half was very slow. Everybody remember Tim Burton made this movie. Yes. He um, is different. Yes. The uh, the first half was very slow, I thought. Very... It took a while to pick up. It definitely construed... Like, it, it was it was comparable to the first one, though. I mean, I, they, I think they did very a very good job of... Because, ha I mean, it's hard to recreate a movie like that with a flying elephant. Obviously, I yeah, mean, I understand. So, it, it, was, it was definitely comparable to the first one. I thought that they portrayed it very well. Um, the second half of the movie, they turned up the notches a lot. The plot line is a little bit different. It does not follow just Dumbo and his mother. This plot line actually follows... Um, a family that is training Dumbo. Yeah, so it's a father and his two kids. There's a daughter and a son, and... They are all... What do you call people in the circus? Uh, uh, what are they called? Why do you have to do this to me? I'm sorry. Uh, carnies? Carnies, yes. Carnies, okay. So they're like carnies. They follow the circus everywhere it goes. That's their job. And um, his dad goes off to war. Yeah, and he loses his arm. Loses his arm. And then whenever he comes back, the mother passed away. Yeah, before he, he got gone. Yeah, yeah, while he was gone. So it kind of follows that little plot line there with those three... Um, I think the big story 
within this, the little story within the big story is like the dad needs to accept his kids. Well, yeah, his ki- his daughter wants to be like a scientist. Yes. And his son just kind of wants to be like his dad, I feel like. Yeah. And the daughter, he says like, well, why can't you just pick an act to do and stuff yes. like that? Yeah. So I think he really needs to accept like what his daughter wants to do. And by the end, of course, you know. Obviously, you know, it, it, it helps. You yeah. know, she's a scientist. Um, But no, I just, I think the second half really drew me in. The I, second, I, I wish the whole second half would have been um, more... I don't know, into the movie because it made it a lot more interesting uh, for me, per se. You thought the second half was more interesting? Yeah, I thought the second half so was more interesting. So, if they would have, maybe... I'm not saying, like, I don't know. I, I kind of like Michael Keaton. Um, I think he's a really good actor. I thought he was a skeezy actor. Well, this, th- that's what he's supposed to be I, in yeah, this yeah. movie. Um, I'm just trying to think here. I liked Dreamland. I think that yes. was a very good play on Disney. Um, yeah, it so kind of reminded me of Fantasyland. So th- we're getting ahead of ourselves. Future though. world. So basically, it follows the whole plot line of Dumbo, um, up until I'm trying to think of the last scene. Oh, uh, whenever they put the mom in solitary confinement, that's the last scene that you see in the f- original Dumbo that actually made sense. So then from yeah. there, you have this guy who comes back and he buys back Dumbo's mom. For half, for half the price, and he takes her away. Where we we don't know where he takes her at this point in the movie. And then Michael Keaton hears about Dumbo the flying elephant, and he comes in with his arm piece, I guess you would call her, yeah, if you will, and like a million dollar car. And yes. he's very rich, and he comes up to Danny DeVito and's like, "Listen, I guarantee all your people jobs." We're going to create a circus where people are going to come to you. You don't have to travel the world. You'll have a home. Yeah. And you'll be my partner. He promises him a home, like John said. And Danny Danny DeVito takes it. Obviously, who wouldn't? They move the entire circus to what's called Dreamland. Dreamland? Which, if this was real life, I'd be going. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, um... There's like a, a coliseum type concept. Yeah, it says like yeah, it's it, called the coliseum where Dumbo. Yeah, is. where Dumbo performs and like the trapeze artist or whatever would Actually, be in there. Actually, there was one more scene in the original Dumbo. I know that came in later. But I, I, it I comes was, yeah. in later. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one. What's the area with all those scary animals? I forget what that was called. I don't remember right offhand, sweetheart. I don't remember either. But anyway, um, it, it just it's a cool concept. Like John said, it definitely reminded us of Tomorrowland a little bit. It looked futuristic, I guess. Um, and then from there on, I think the dad kind of like starts to realize like this isn't all hunky-dory. This isn't what he promised us, you know. Um, it like starts off when um, we find out that the arm piece, which is actually a... Uh, a like trapeze artist yes is trying to fly on dumbo and they don't put out the nets oh yeah yeah that's the first sign that you know things are going awry um in this and um the dad goes up and 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 the trapeze artist goes up and is like what was that like there was no nets yeah and he wife oh i forget that line that michael keaton says it really grinded my gears when he said it i don't remember i think it was something like that show business or something like that i think yeah i think you're right um, so then 
the arm piece and Dumbo, they just, they continuously work at it. And, and they get to have a very good relationship. Yeah. Um, and then Danny DeVito is basically told that his... Cast has one month of payroll, and that's it. Oh, yeah, uh, so severance. So basically, if you get let go from a job, they'll pay you for a month, and then you don't have a job or money. Um, so he's very distraught about that, and I think that's really where he realizes that this is not what... Dumbo had signed up for yeah. and his crew. So Yeah. Um, so then at this point, I think, is where the original scene comes back into play. Um, with the pink elephants? Yeah, the pink elephant scene that's kind of creepy in the first one uh, pops up in this movie, but they're blowing bubbles. Yeah, it almost looks like they're, he's high. Yeah. But it's so cute. I can't even get over how freaking cute Dumbo is in this movie. Oh, yeah. I give him that much. His little blue eyes are so cute. Oh, my God. He is so cute. And whenever he's, like, bouncing his head back and forth, whenever he's looking at these, like, pink elephant bubbles. Actually, we did miss a part. We did? Oh, yeah. During the first show, uh, this is where the nets weren't. Um, Dumbo actually ends up going outside of the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. To the scary animal place that you talked about. Yes. And there is an elephant in there, mm -hmm. which turns out to be Mama Jumbo. Yes, yes. So this is where the guy who bought her back for half the price took her after he took her away. Yeah. So we end up finding Mama Jumbo with Dumbo. And that's when Michael Keaton's character comes in and says, well, there was a guy who was wearing elephant boots. He looks at him and goes, you're going to get a new pair of boots. Yeah. Um, so it really just like, it really took off from there. Um, they kind of put this plan into place to get Dumbo and his mama out of there. Yeah, and kind of reunite them. Yeah. It ends up working out for them in the end, but the entire uh, dreamland blows up because Michael Keaton is in a rage when they try to uh, have Dumbo escape. Yeah. And they like tell him, you know, you know, you're going to blow up the entire park and basically that's what he ends up doing while Jumbo and Dumbo end up getting away. Yeah. But I mean, I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't have much expectations for it because I wasn't the big Dumbo fan to begin with. Um, I just took it at face value. And I, I I like Tim Burton, but there are some movies that I don't like. Uh, like, I think I've talked about this before. I, I really don't care for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, but this movie in itself, I thought it was, it was, it was different. It, the way they can portrayed it, it was just, it was really different. And I really enjoyed it. I would give it a salt on a 10 scale. Hold on. I think we're going to, no, 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 okay. no, no. We're not doing 10. Okay. No, we're okay. doing our own scales. Okay. First off, the first this is like the best movie. You know, you got It's going to be called "Gotta See It in Theaters." That's the first ranking we're going to have. Second is going to be five dollar for movie night, which is like above average. Uh, Red Box is yeah, yeah, and then uh, you don't really need to see it. It's going to be the fourth option. How about fourth option is Fire Stick? Okay, yeah, there you go. Jailbroken Fire Stick. <laughs> yeah. So where would I put it? That's, that's up to you. Is it, are you asking me? Yeah. Okay. So our options again are, number one, you have to see it. Like you would be in theaters paying you your... You have to. Like 150%. In theaters paying like the thirteen fifty it is to go see a movie these days and then the $79 for popcorn and a drink. Which we didn't do. We didn't do that. Um, the second option being $5 movie night, which is basically like a half off movie night. 
Which is you, you still want to see it, yeah. but it's not as expensive. Next one would be Redbox. You're willing to spend a dollar on a movie. <laughs> and and last your loved one all night. Yes. And lastly, you're just going to wait until you jailbreak your Fire Stick and get it for free. Because you don't really care if you see it or not. For me, I'd put it at the $5 movie night. Yeah, I'm kind of the same with you. Um, I'm going to go $5 movie night as well. I thought it was a really good... I thought it was like the second half of the movie really did it for me. The yeah, the half, first half was really slow. It yeah. was very. I, that's that's all I can describe it as. Is slow. I was so worried during the first half of the movie. I was too. That this is all they have. Yeah, and I, I was I, like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a bomb. Yeah. Um, but no, the second I, half really saved it. I think. Yeah, I would definitely put it at five dollar movie night. Um, again, we went to see it at full price because we want to do these reviews for you guys. Um, I know that. We kind of jump back and forth, but this is our first movie review, so <laughs> and, <laughs> bear and with us. And we're going to be doing basically all the Disney movies that comes out. Yes. Um, Star Wars. I've already talked to Paul. some uh, Paul. He's one of our uh, good friends. Him and his uh, fiance Liz will be coming on during those. We're going to pay for them to go see the movie and then let them go ahead and review the Star Wars movies. Um, Hopefully, once Derek and Abby are able to come in and join us as well, they will come in for some of the reviews. But our next review will be April 17th, I believe. Is that for, the Penguins? Yes, that is the next Disney movie. It is a Disney nature movie. Yeah. No, I apologize. Um, it looks like it's going to be the week of the 19th. But that is the next one we're going to be going to see. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure how we're going to do this. Like Dumbo, I didn't have a lot of critiquing to do with it. Um, so that's why we kind of just bunched it in with this short little episode. Um, some of the reviews, like Aladdin and Lion King, they might be yeah, more full, intricate. Yeah, I think they're going to be like a full so episode. Yeah, it might, they're probably going to be a full episode. It's all going to depend. Like the one that we talked about, the Penguins movie, that'll probably just probably be like, like a half. half. So um, just look forward to those. Um, if you have any reviews or if you know you disagree or agree with us, you know, let us know in the Facebook or Instagram accounts. And and also don't forget about the contest. Yes. Um, if you need to go back and hit the rules once again, they should be right around the 20 minute mark of this podcast. I don't have an exact time because we kind of got uh, lost in the sauce there. Lost in the sauce. But uh, <laughs> it should be between about the 20 minute mark and like the 22 minute mark that should start. But I'll have Kathy give out the tags one more time here so everyone can get in contact with us. Okay, so our email account is started with a mouse podcast at gmail.com. Instagram is started with a mouse underscore podcast. And our Facebook group is just started with a mouse podcast. You can just search in Facebook and join the group there. It, no questions, you just join the group. All right, is there anything else? Oh, I, I think you got it. some big news coming up on Sunday after some of the news that was released today. I just, I really want to talk about the news right now, but I don't want to because I have to wait till Sunday. All right. So Kathy's going to be good and wait till Sunday. I'll try to be good. But she is very excited to bring you guys the news this week. Okay. Well, thank you guys. And we look forward to uh, doing this uh, contest with you. Con- contest. With you. I know. I'm so excited about it. And uh, I know we've talked about it. Um, we might be having shirts made here in the near future, and we might be giving a couple of those out. Yes, we definitely want to get those shirts made very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I am John. And I'm Kathy. And we hope to bring a little bit of Disney magic into your everyday lives.